there. I'm Wendy Vaughn, sales and marketing coach and the queen of compassion-based selling because, well, selling is all about supporting, not convincing. And I am so glad that you've tuned in to today's episode of the Selling Made Easy Show because this show is all about inspiration, not just in learning a simple technique or mindset shift that makes it easier to get clients, but inspiration that happens as we get to peer through the lens of guest entrepreneurs who are blazing their own trails. And those trails have probably included a few unexpected roadblocks, maybe even having to overcome fears or blocks about selling. Now, I believe everyone has their zone of genius, their superpower that's a gift to others, including you. Now, for me, after, well, 22 years of outperforming my peers in sales results, well, it's almost an x-ray vision that I have when it comes to finding and fixing any sales blind spots within entrepreneurs that are unknowingly causing potential clients to slip away. And with today's guest, his zone of genius is his ability to listen deeply and guide his clients to understand and unpack the internal and external barriers that are holding them back so that they can effectively empower them to achieve their goals. So I'm super excited to introduce James Wilson. Now, James is an accredited CBT therapist and certified life coach from the UK. Now, after working in an acute mental health hospital for three years, James relocated to France in 2012. Now, he started his own private practice, working with a range of clients from around the globe, including international students, people relocating for their career, and expats retiring to the French countryside. Now, last year, James moved to the U.S. and established his coaching practice, WMA Life Coaching, where he supports people to thrive in new locations, whether that's a cultural change or geographical or both. And with 11 years experience living overseas, James has become an expat and change coach. Now, he's also just released the first season of his podcast on being good enough. Well, welcome, James. I am so excited to have you as my guest today. Hi, Wendy. It's great to be here. Yeah. And I, I just love how you're helping people in this state of complete dislocation, <laughs> whether it's geographical or cultural or both to really successfully adapt and adjust to their new environment. So I can't wait to hear more about this and the work you're now doing. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a really uh, rewarding uh, client group to work with to help people navigate that change. And uh, I'm looking forward to talking about it with you today. Yeah, excellent, excellent. And always, you know, top of mind question for me is exactly what was the inspiration or tipping point that prompted you to start your own coaching practice? I guess it, in some ways it goes right back to when I started my therapy practice. I was actually working in an industry I wasn't passionate about, wasn't enjoying going to work, going to the office, and I needed to make a change. And I kind of discovered therapy and trained in it and uh, started to work in that field, um, mm -hmm. which was amazing, really rewarding, difficult, challenging but it was fantastic. And then moved to France. And at that point, that's when I set up my private practice and started to work with the expat community. Because my unique selling point at that time was that I spoke English, obviously mm, being in France, right. that was a that was a big USP. Uh, and that has kind of 
continued really. So working with that client group and then moving to the US, kind of transitioning into the coaching field was the natural progression um, to, especially where I, I live just outside DC. There's a big international community here. So kind of uh, working with that that group here in the US to help people make the most of their, their new surroundings. Right. No, that makes a lot of sense because you yourself have experienced that. You know what it's like to be in their shoes. So that's always yeah. a plus uh, to Absolutely. be able to speak with somebody that's already walked the trail ahead and and has figured things out. So yeah, uh, there definitely is a huge need, I can only imagine. So, well, you know, I realized that you started, um, you know, your work within the, the personal development space over a decade ago, right? In fact, probably mm-hmm. more. 14 years now. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and transition into coaching. So can you just share a few more details about how your business mission or vision and maybe the people, the specifics, you know, just something about more of what's driven you to really hone in on this specific work that you're doing right now. Um, Within the coaching context. So I became certified as a coach and moved into that realm and really understanding the idea of a niche and that that becomes an important part of the process. Yeah, coaching is, is way different than being a therapist. Yeah, there are differences. I, I work in very similar ways in as much as the first question I ask my clients in therapy, I ask my clients in coaching is, what's your goal? What do you want to be different at the end of this session or the end of this process? Mm-hmm. You know, because I'm a behavioralist. So I'm about helping people make change helping people live according to their values. So there's Mm. certain similarities in that respect. Um, The differences come in what you almost don't work with uh, as much as what you do. Um, So yeah, going back to kind of why I've gone towards the expat group, because I just kind of realized it's like, yeah, this is what I've been doing. I hadn't even almost been consciously doing that uh, initially. It was just like, oh yeah, this is what I do. This is who I work with. And this is who I loved working with. Mm. I think it's fair. I love that I get to work with people from all around the world. Right. I get to learn about different cultures um, uh, and different people's different experiences. And I, and I really love that. Mm. So, yeah. and, and I just know how hard it is to move away from family, from friends, from things, you know, you know, from just favorite food, little things like that. Right. Uh, and, and people who haven't done that, it's hard for them to maybe understand quite what it is to yeah. feel a bit isolated and alienated. Right. Um, yeah, so I, I know that there was a need uh, and with my mm-hmm. experience. Uh, yeah, that, that part of your, your heart space, you can really feel yeah. what they're going through versus just, well, yes, there are some differences between this culture and that, you know, more the the intellectual side of it, you can, you drop down into your heart space. So, and, and mm. it sounds like that's really a, a passion driven uh, place of working to support them. So, yeah, I love that. Mm. Well, have there been any big roadblocks or, you know, challenges that you've had to overcome along the way, besides obviously moving from France to, to the U S um, well, the, the moving to France, the roadblock was the language and having to set up a business in a foreign language. And that was right. tough. That was very difficult. So that imagine. was the biggest roadblock there. Right. This roadblock, I think, moving to the US has been interesting was because of language again, in as much as 
I, I'm not unique in speaking English anymore. Um, so how do I stand out from the crowd? How do I make myself different? And how do I get to reach the people that I need to get to clients and potential clients and refer, referees and things like that? Right. Um, so that's been a roadblock, I think. Yeah, that's well, a uh, challenge, certainly. Being uh, being fluent in, in English allowed you to quickly um, attract your potential clients in France. But now, as mm. you indicated, well, that's not a deal now. <laughs> you know, so yes, uh, is there uh, and, and my next question, of course, is going to get a little bit more specific in that, because, as you know, I love sales and marketing. And that's really what we're talking about a little bit early here. But now you you are an English speaker amongst English speakers. So what is your unique selling point? How did you reframe or what did you do in order to stand out? I think in a, in a way it almost comes back to the niche aspect of things because mm. it's the fact I'm, you know, I'm a foreigner here in the US and therefore working with perhaps other foreigners mm-hmm. um, and uh, or people even have moved into state actually. So obviously the US is a very big country. So in comparison to the UK, so there's mm. big differences for people that have moved from say California to Virginia. Um, so I think almost in my offering, becomes one of the, the ways I can help differentiate uh, and get my message across. Um, mm-hmm. So that's been a big aspect. And once I've found my niche and recognized my client base, then I can start to zone in on the people that might help me the most or, or might be the best place to find referrals mm-hmm. um, or where expats, you know, work, live, etc. Right, right. Yeah. So still being within that specific relatability is what I'm yes. hearing. Yeah. yeah. And and obviously, James, you are an expert at helping people to successfully navigate those big cultural or geographical moves in their lives. But mm. I am curious, you know, we're talking a little bit about this already. How do you feel about the sales and marketing part of being in business, now, this might feel like a very different skill set. So do you have any challenges or frustrations with this important part of creating a successful business? Yeah, it's a tough, it's a really tough part of the business for me, I think. But I'm not necessarily a natural salesperson. Um, <laughs> okay. my, 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 I think my biggest um, issue is closing a sale. I can talk about what I do, what I offer, with people and potential clients, but it's kind of moving it into the close, closing the cell, you know, to getting people to to commit to maybe having a session or what have you. Um, mm-hmm. That that's a big one because how do I? I never want to become across too pushy, um, right. but not either not too too distant. So just trying to get that balance right is is a is a is a tricky business mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're definitely not alone in that uh, sort of awkward moment of. You know, it's the it's the pregnant pause of well, yes. so what do you think? You know, <laughs> you don't want to just be, you know, too too nonchalant, but yet you want to inspire uh, action. So I would love mm. to provide you with a little bit of insight around that if you'd like. Yeah, please, absolutely. All right, sure. Now it's it's kind of interesting to me because one of the things, and I don't know anything about how you how you run these conversations. So we haven't really talked about this at all prior to our interview here. So 
Um, but, you know, in hearing you talk about the, the therapy work versus the coaching, you say, well, it, it still opens up the same. I still ask them, what's your goal? And what's, and, and so if we were to take, cause I know you, you said, well, I'm not a natural sales person. And of course that's a whole topic for me to get into is like, well, what do you perceive <laughs> as a salesperson and how are you uh, resisting that? So we create our own paradigm, right? And, and sales is really simply presenting an opportunity. There's lots of perceptions around how that's done. But when you have that conversation with somebody, it's much the same, if you will, if you'll just kind of shift your paradigm with me, if you were to just put on your, your coaching hat. And when we were talking about your, or when I was bringing you into the show, I shared your zone of genius, right? And it's really empowering people, right? It's empowering mm. people to change, to adapt, to create a new life or perception for themselves. And so if we were to just juxtapose your natural coaching abilities and zones of genius into this pre-client conversation versus it being, okay, well, this is what I hear you say, and this is what I do. What do you think? Well, that's not the James that I know of that I've just been learning about as a coach. That's, right. that's like somebody that's like in a mall that says, here's a watch and here's a, a, a set of earrings. Which one do you want? Right. So the, the difference is when we approach selling within this scope in more of a transformational mindset, like you literally are working your ideal client has a lot of fears, um, inner blocks, inner barriers, limiting beliefs, those kinds of things. And through this conversation, you're asking them if they want to step into a new version of themselves or address some of those limiting beliefs. And there's always going to be fear and skepticism that just triggers unless you look at it more in terms of your zones of genius around coaching and empowering people and working through with that perspective, I think you're going to rephrase how you approach that pivotal moment of, are you ready to get started so that we can have you show up in a way that's empowered, you know, successful and achieving these kinds of goals or are you wanting to just kind of continue trying to figure this out yourself in the way that you've been doing things? Hmm. And, you know, that's just, I'm, I'm riffing there, but my main point here is you hold within you a very powerful way of supporting people. And this, the enrollment conversation is a place for you to shine in, in really approaching it in the way that you, do when you are working with a client and mm -hmm. supporting them to step into or to come to their own, right? We said discover for themselves what is needed or what the barriers are that are holding them back and then present them simply with a game plan. Does that uh, illuminate any 
ideas yeah, for that's you? Fascinating. That's okay, fascinating. Good, good. I think it'll, it'll even give you something to percolate about. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, even the use of the enrollment enrollment conversation versus sales, you know, the yeah. language changing the uh, perspective, mm-hmm. the language around it, I think it's really yeah. fascinating. Yeah, if if you lean more into play more into the strengths that you have and what you know to be inherently true about people and how you can support them, I think you'll reframe your entire conversation just naturally. So, and of course, this is you know something that I could talk on and on and on about, but we mm-hmm. won't because I'm curious really to find out a little bit more about something that has been gaining more and more speed and, and, and presence. And that's artificial intelligence. You know, two years ago, it was the pandemic, right? That was, that was really turning things upside down and inside out. Well, now it's artificial intelligence. It's really re uh, formatting, if you will, how we approach problems, challenges, a curiosity about more information. We can go to artificial intelligence and provide it with a lot of very specific information and get a very specific response versus going to a search engine and getting a myriad, right? Now it's really more tailored, it's personalized. Mm. Mm. And, you know, when I, when I hear you talk about, it's not just a matter of people moving to a new country and trying to get used to a new cuisine and and maybe a new language and, you know, things like that. There are, it sounds to me like there's deeper stuff that you support them to work through. So when we talk about, um, you know, artificial intelligence, I'm just, you know, curious what your perspective is in terms of somebody maybe looking to chat GPT to give them some advice on how to transition into a new culture versus working with you. Yeah, I think it's a really fascinating question and a yeah, really interesting topic. And so because I do utilize chat GPT for things like drafting uh website content or podcast scripts. I, I kind of do the first couple of drafts and then I'll use it as a bit of an editor so I can see its use. I think what it doesn't give you and what computers can't give you is is just that human connection. You right. know, to connect with another human being, the human empathy. Mm-hmm. a computer can't give you that and mm-hmm. I think that that that's what us coaches can offer that that AI can't it can give you some practical steps but it, it can't necessarily yeah just be with you uh, and to share what it is what it is to be a human mm-hmm. actually um, right. and that that perspective of just feeling like you really get me. You understand. You've you've been yeah. through what I've been through, and and ChatGPT artificial intelligence is a wealth of information, but they can't create that feeling of support or safety in my mind as well. Yeah, absolutely. They can't walk a mile in your shoes. Right. Yeah. Interesting. Well, I kind of thought that's what you would say, but you know, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> So, well, James, I, I'm kind of on the edge of my seat here. How do you work with people who are facing those, those big moves in their lives, whether it's work-related, going to a, uh, a college abroad, moving to the States, moving to any number of, of other countries? How do you support these people to successfully transition in a way that, that fully sets them up for success? 
Can you share some specifics about your philosophy, you know, some additional details about your philosophy or your approach? Absolutely. My, my philosophy is really based on empowering people is to give them the tools and the ability to, to take the decisions to live according to their values. And that's really, really important to me in, in the context yeah, that they you said find that themselves so quickly. in. Live according to their values. I mean, that's yes. Yeah, that's I, I, I talk about the mirror test. At the end of every day, year, you know, can you say I've lived according to my values? I did things that were meaningful to me. And that, and we try and separate that even from the outcome because things don't always go right. You know, often in life we need a bit of luck and the wind blowing in the right direction. But that we can say, well, no, I stand by what I've done. It, it was, it represented who I want to be. And that's really important. So yeah. when it comes to moving to a new environment, um, yeah yeah that becomes vital because mm -hmm. it's you, you mm -hmm. want to be it's like the true north right it's just yeah absolutely yeah, yeah absolutely interesting yeah i think that's a, a lovely analogy because exactly that when we get lost in our own thoughts our own emotions um you know loneliness for example can be a big thing isolation for people that have moved mm -hmm. to to look up and see that north star and say you know that, that that's my values if I'm not sure what I want to do today, well, who do I want to be today? What do I want to do? How can I move in that direction? That That's really important to me. So my, my work has three parts to it, really. So it starts with goal setting. You know, what do you want to get from this process? Um, how do you want things to be at the end of the process from how they are today? Um, that's really important. I talk about the documentary camera crew question. If there's a documentary camera crew mm -hmm. following you around, what would you want them to film? at the end of the process for maybe what they would be filming today. And then it, I kind of give them some tools to help unpack and understand the barriers. So it can be internal barriers um, and not external barriers. So I talk actually just to, to say, I, I kind of, my work's predicated on the two minds approach. So we have the conscious mind, and this is where our conscious mind is where our values reside. And we've got our values and our wisdom and our kindness and our logic. That's us. But we've also got the rooted mind, and this is the storytelling part of our mind, which we don't control where our thoughts and feelings come from. And that can be telling us stories and trying to blow us off course, saying, oh, this won't work. You know, they won't like you, you know, avoid this situation. So those are some of the internal barriers, those stories that our mind tells us. And then we've got the external barriers. Um, it could be geographical, actually, even within moving countries I've worked with a lot of people they they move to the French countryside but they realize that's quite isolating so they have to overcome that external geographical uh, barrier mm -hmm. um, so teaching them helping them understand what those barriers are and then finally I, I teach them the four-step change process and that's about empowering the conscious mind getting that a bit separate from the rooted mind unhooking it from the rooted mind then I work a lot of self-compassion, really important self-compassion, you know, to be kind to ourselves because everyone I work with is very good at being compassionate to other people, but less so to themselves. So helping them to be kinder to themselves is again really important when we move, when we move away from the things we know, our family and friends. We need that kindness to come from somewhere and coming internally is vital. And then we move on to re reframing is the third step changing perspective you know 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and that's kind of underpin my just because I think something doesn't mean it's true. So we may look at evidence. Um, we we talk a lot about motivation in reframing as well. What's the motivation to try and find a new job in a, a new city? To with international student, what's the motivation to to do the to finish the essay or the paper when there maybe a bit of procrastination going on? Mm-hmm. Or, or to reach out and find some build a new social network if there's homesickness. Um, so that becomes important. And I always finish reframing with the five minute question. And that's, is there anything you can do about the situation in the next five minutes? If yes, do it. But if no, the second part of the five minute question is what would you like to do instead of ruminating? And that then moves us into step four, mindful value living, you know? So again, going back to our values, do you want to spend tonight sat on the sofa ruminating about what you don't have, maybe what you're missing, or would you rather Go and do something meaningful instead. That can be anything from reading a book to going for a walk, you know, to calling someone even, but then being connected to that moment mindfully. So we're Mm -hmm. not physically in one place, but our mind is elsewhere. We want to connect the mind and the body together in that moment. So that's what I offer to my clients. I give them this this process that they can use. Mm -hmm. And I'm giving them that space to go through that process and to... And to share. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is, that's really deep when you really present these things uh, with a lot of space around them, because you went through it, obviously, within our container here very quickly. And in my mind, it's, wow, this is, this is a lot <laughs> of stuff to unpack and really presents some deeper questions for people that they probably have never, ever thought so it's really Mm. this opportunity has been presented for them to grow at a level that they never thought was possible because they're in this state of feeling uh isolation or depression or whatever it is because of having to have moved but it provides that opportunity for them to really grow into a much more mindful purposeful aligned person that is is more compassionate loving themselves more and so it's just it's quite a a huge life transformation yeah and i want people to be moving towards something ultimately Mm -hmm. you know we're not just moving away from something we want to move towards something right and and, and enabling them that so again i always talk about with, with clients when you get on the plane for the last time if you do go home what do you want to do you want to have regrets of what you didn't do what you didn't try or do you want to say no I gave it my best shot so I, I use that plane analogy um, mm-hmm. with people so that they can really you know, maximize their opportunity because moving to a new country is unique or a new city a new state is, it's a unique thing and it's we want to make the most of it so that's yeah. what I try and do with my clients. It's a, a bittersweet adventure that uh, requires a lot of uh, inner work to shift that perspective into a, a state of creating that new, uh, almost like a rebirth, right? Into mm. a, a mm. new version. So yeah, I love that. Well, James, how can listeners learn more about you and this great work that you're doing? Yeah, so... Um... We've got my podcast, as you mentioned at the, the top of the show, On Being Good Enough. You can find that. And also my website, wmalifecoaching.com, uh, where you can find out more about what I do 
and and how you can get in touch with me. Okay, perfect. Excellent. So I love the fact that you have a podcast yourself. Yeah. Uh, so that's called On Being Good Enough, right? Yes. And the link, I will drop that link into the um, into the show notes. So for our listeners, be sure to check that out. And then uh, your website, WMA. Lifecoaching. Uh, life coaching. So all one word, WMALifecoaching.com is where they can find uh, more information on the work you're doing and how to reach out to you. Yeah. All right. Fantastic. Well, James, you have already shared so many golden nuggets of wisdom here during our conversation. But if I could tap on you one last time uh, in looking at your own experience in building your business. Well, what's some advice that you can share with, say, a frustrated entrepreneur who's maybe doubting their decision to have even started their own business or they're they're fearing possible failure? Mm. I think it's a great question. I, I think it, it for me it would go back almost to values. You know, when I work with people, what you know is trying part of your value system. You know, to reconnect with the motivation as to why you're trying. Uh, and I think perspective shifting is a good one. So if you stop today, would you look back in a year's time, in two years' time, in five years' time, and regret not having you know given it more of a go? I think that that's. Mm -hmm. that's a, a useful question because i think you know key word to all of this for anyone in business is perseverance yes. i think just to persevere and to know you've given it your best shot i think that, that that's a, a really important thing that's powerful i love that just i i love the perspective shifts that you um create for people to well if this were the situation and you were looking back on this in a year, or this was your last plane trip, you know, your last time you got on the plane. And so you help people to really read, reframe and get out of their own way, in my mind, is what you're doing. Mm. And mm. it just provides that ability to be more objective and to reconnect mm. with their values. So yeah, I love that. I love your approach. It's very powerful. Fantastic. Well, James, it has just been so great hearing about your journey from whatever job you had in the beginning that you didn't like. And so you jumped mm -hmm. into your work as a therapist and uh, ended up following this path of supporting people in you know, asking those deep questions and empowering them as you moved then into a foreign country, France, and became more aligned with a specific type of a client, expats, and continued to evolve your coaching work and then relocate into the U.S. And in essence, a bit of starting over, right? Mm -hmm. uh, starting your coaching practice, uh, WMA coaching, and this deep work that you're now doing as an expat and change coach where you're helping people to achieve massive success, in my mind, regardless of a big move, whether that's been cultural or geographical, and, and helping them to really achieve those successes in life that they that they truly dream of. So I've really enjoyed our conversation. And I just want to thank you so much for being a guest on my show today. That's all. Thank you so much, Wendy, for, for having me on. It's been really fantastic to, to talk with you today. Yeah, absolutely. And again, for our listeners, you can reach James Wilson at his through his website, I should say, wmalifecoaching.com. And be sure to tune into his podcast on being good enough. All right. Well, for all our listeners, remember, when it comes to building a business that brings you joy and 
has an endless flow of high paying clients, well, don't overlook the power of what I call compassion-based selling, where you've fully supported your potential client's decision-making process by providing them with everything they need to feel confident and excited about saying, yeah, this sounds great. So are you 100% confident that you're fully supporting your potential clients? Well, if you're curious, reach out to me and apply for a sales blind spot coaching session. You may be surprised by what we discover. All right. Well, this is Wendy Vaughn, Chief Paradigm Shifter and Sales Success Coach. And you can find me and our next podcast episode at PredictableSalesResults.com. Well, thank you for tuning in to today's episode with James Wilson. And as always, here's to your success. <laughs>